from Nas Hall. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. It's nice to see you today. It is nice to see you today. I always love coming back into work on a Friday and seeing your lovely face. <laughs> yeah, when we don't have events, my face isn't so lovely. I try to I try to spruce it up a little for event days, but today is not one of those days. Yeah, this morning I just put on mascara and blush. I was like, nope. <laughs> That must be nice. And I used my hair waver, you know, made it look extra frizzy. This is good material. <laughs> Anyways. We keep saying, like, we have to stop recording on this day at this time, blah, blah, blah. Like, there is no good time for us. No, yeah. Um, so, fun fact. We tried to record this episode on Tuesday, and then over half the recording didn't save. Um, so we're going to do this again. But hopefully this is a good thing so that you don't get all of our babbling nonsense. Like, we can kind of cut to some points, I guess. Yeah, we can cut to the chase a little we better We practiced. Now. So this is... Maybe we should do that more often. Too. Yeah, no, please. please. <laughs> I don't want to do the same podcast twice. Um, but, yeah, today we're going to go over invites. Um, there's a lot of things about wedding stationery that I don't think people are aware of that it's very helpful to know before you start your invitation suite for your wedding. So that's kind of my area of expertise a little bit. So sorry if you guys get sick of my voice during this podcast. <laughs> um, before that, I have some questions, some fun intro questions. Oh, good. Um, what's the best book you've ever read? Okay, so I didn't see these questions before we started this. Oh, good. Okay, the Bible. <laughs> really great pop plot points. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I mean, I would feel bad if I didn't say the Bible, but also... Uh, I'm not going to say the Bible. I have not read the whole Bible, <laughs> so I, I guess I can't say that. But um, Okay, this is actually really funny because I feel like most people are going to think of a novel or something. I really need to start getting into like true crime novels and stuff mm. because I think I would enjoy I have a those. couple I can recommend to you. Good, good. Um, but actually, uh, <laughs> the best book I've ever read was How to Not Fall in Love with a Jerk. It- <laughs> Wait, Be nice. I love this. No. <laughs> okay. If anybody has ever had a terrible relationship, um, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate. See, <laughs> if you need to break up with somebody. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, this was the best book. My my um, counselor actually recommended it to me. And it still, th- I bring things up to Sean to this day where I'm like, well, the book says. And he's like, oh my gosh. But no, it is literally like, it, it was life-changing I recommend it to anybody who just needs to get over any trauma and any relationships that they experienced or anything like that. Like that's it amazing. just it validated so much <gasps> in my heart, and I was like, <sighs> okay. So, and then it, I was way more confident moving into like dating and things like that after. I love that. See, I don't need to like not fall in love with a jerk, but <laughs> I might read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was, and it was like a really good read, easy, but yeah, it was yeah. Your book. Um. Mine is also not a novel. Um, it is. Oh, I have two, and they're both celebrity memoirs. Whose? Um, so the first one is Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. He wrote a oh, memoir. He does Weekend Update. That. Yep. He wrote a memoir called A Very Punchable Face. I saw that. <laughs> and I have that in my Amazon it checklist. Is, so listen, you have to listen to the audio audiobook of it because it's him narrating it, and it's just like 
he's so funny and he talks about being raised like very Irish Catholic, which is mm. something I totally relate to. And like, he talks about like how like being raised Catholic has like formed him and his anxieties now, oh. now as an adult. And he also talks about really sweet things. Like the first time he met Scarlett Johansson yeah, and uh, it's, it was one of the best books I've ever read. And there's pictures, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't remember what it's called, but Seth Rogen's memoir came out about a year ago and I have never laughed out loud listening to an audiobook oh. so much. I was at the gym like physically laughing on the elliptical. <laughs> like it's just so funny. He talks about being raised as like he was this chubby Jewish kid that like was like very much like bullied, but he talks about yeah. his childhood and a lot of his childhood was like stuff that he turned end up turning into movies like super mm-hmm. bad and like all those movies are based on things that really happened to him in his childhood. Ooh, I wanna read that. So like I can't remember what it's called, but it's so good. I'll I I feel like there's very few Seth Rogen memoirs, so I think people can <laughs> Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um I think Jonah Hill would write a really oh, good Oh my goodness, I would love to read yeah. He's fantastic too. But yeah. those and are the sister. two they should write a book together. Beanie. Beanie. Did you watch the um uh oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um the new American crime story. Impeachment? Yes, impeachment. Yes, she's uh, so good in it. Good. I binged oh that in like two gosh. days. She's so good in that. Yeah. Sarah Paulson is also very good in that. Too. Yeah, that took me a half an episode to realize it was Sarah Paulson. Right? I was like, Holy moly. Yeah. Um can we talk about who we would want each other to act or who, um, <laughs> like who I think should act you in a movie and then you think yes. should act me in a movie? Okay. You can go first. Okay. Because I think my answers have changed a little bit in okay. the last couple of days. Since we did the podcast in the yes. first place? Great. Um, so <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Special Victims Unit, Law and Order Special Victims Unit lately, and you have this Mar- Mariska Hargitay vibe to i think it's the dark hair and like the big brown eyes this is gonna be like asmr (laughs) right there and she's just so cool yeah it's the dark hair and the big brown eyes and the bang you have the sweet bangs now (laughs) and i'm jealous honestly Hmm. i don't know if that's well i'm sure it's a compliment because she's really pretty but i don't know what her acting I ha- I still have to. She's watch Olivia it. Benson. She's Sergeant Olivia Benson. I have to watch it. So, anyways, I'm gonna stick with my answer that you are Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. I do think that you, Melissa McCarthy, is another one. Yeah. Um, you guys are. And they're good together. Yeah. So when they make a movie about Nazareth Hall, <laughs> <laughs> that's who our requests are. Yes. <laughs> Pam will be played by. Um, Don't say Christian. She hates that. I would, Chris Jenner would never play her in a movie. <laughs> I'm not telling her you said that. No, I mean, like, yeah. Chris Jenner can't act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not good. Yeah. Um, sorry, Chris Jenner, if you're listening. <laughs> we love you to come on the show. Um, well, she's, been a mom of a, she's been a mom of a bride, you know? like. Did you see... Okay, now we're kind of going off topic. But did you see I that um, the new Kardashian show? People are saying it's, like, scripted and fake because she was calling... There was, like, an episode where she was calling <laughs> Kim and Kylie about um, about Courtney's engagement to, you know, Travis, Travis Barker. Barker. And, yeah. and on her phone was Kimmy 2022 and Kylie 2022. But, like, they didn't get engaged. Like, Courtney didn't get engaged until, like, October of 2021. 
And so, oh yeah. And so like in twenty, like it wouldn't make sense that their names would be twenty twenty two. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> Do you watch that? Have you ever heard of that show, Selling Sunset, or whatever it's called? I have to. Yeah, so I have I to watch it. Why did I just? Say I don't that? watch it, but I saw this thread on Twitter, and it was like a thread of the people from Selling Sunset not working. It's just screenshots of like mm-hmm. all their laptops on like their notes app or like just blank screens and there's just oh one of the gosh. guy who's a guy who's on the phone but his camera's up so like <laughs> <laughs> i love reality tv so much see like i hate reality tv but like that's so funny to me. yeah um yeah. um okay next question <laughs> what was your dream job when you were a kid i totally thought we went over this already but i so I don't think so. I had a lot. I had a lot of dreams so, as a kid. Mm. The one that How sticks many do out. How you have as an adult? <laughs> Very few. Okay. Um, Little to no uh, dreams. The, the one that sticks out the most was when I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> like that. Was, I love that. That was like my I just ultimate. Love that. that was like fifth. No, sixth grade. I totally, I totally really. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to be funny. Uh, I wanted to be. That's all. I wanted to be funny, but it's funny you say stand-up comedian, and that we talked about Colin Jost because I wanted to be a Weekend Update anchor. Oh, like starting from like sixth grade on, the first mm-hmm. time I ever like sneakily watched an episode of SNL. It was probably like fourth or fifth grade. I yeah. was like, that's so funny. I thought like Jimmy Fallon and yeah. Seth Meyers and all of them were just so cool. Yeah. And like Tina Fey. I was about to say Tina Fey. Tina I think I still think Tina she's Fey so cool. could play you. In a movie. Or Amy Poehler, maybe? Oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah. I want it to be, like, a news anchor would be cool, but to be, like, a funny news anchor is mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I want it to be. Um, well, next next endeavor is a funny news um, for Nazareth Hall. <gasps> for Grand Rapids Hall. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep it rolling on the TVs behind her desk. <laughs> this week. Oh my god. Yes. Um... <laughs> Big news in Grand Rapids, Ohio. Squirrel finally crosses West River Road. <laughs> Without getting hit. <laughs> See? The, the material am- just writes itself. The amount of times I have, like, manslaughtered a squirrel on this road. I cry every day. <laughs> Literally, it's the most ability because you can feel it <laughs> happening and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Anyways, that's dark. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, this week for the What's Worth It segment, when we talk about what's worth the risk. The risk? The risk. No, that's not what we talk about. <laughs> Is what, it safe? <laughs> what's worth the stress, the time, the money, mm-hmm. the effort? Uh, programs and menus. What do you think? And when we say programs, we mean like ceremony programs and like or programs for the reception and like menus per place setting. That's what, what we're kind of talking about. Now, <laughs> so obviously we've, we're re recording this episode. So we've had this conversation once Did I before. change your mind? Um, I still think that um, ceremony programs are more worth it than reception programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you need a program for your reception. However, I have change my mind a little bit on the food menu thing. Mm-hmm. I do think that they are also kind of worth it because like you said, guess if they liked something so much, they're going to know want to know what they're eating, I yeah. guess. So, I do I have leaned a little more towards menus now. So. Yeah. But yeah, I because okay, in our recording on Tuesday, never before heard, never will be heard. Um, I was saying 
I don't think ceremony programs are worth it because we always go in there and there's like a basket of 200 programs just sitting there. Like, yeah. no, or like it's all in the pews. People leave them. Like, yeah, you can put all that stuff on your wedding website, you know, but I kind of realized it was actually in the shower. I was realizing that night, Genius. Tuesday night, I was like, oh my gosh, Abby, what if it's a Catholic ceremony? Like, what if it's, you know, like if it's a unique thing or if they have a unity ceremony, then I guess that is needed to yeah. explain and what they're doing. And that's sort of what I was leaning towards too. Yeah, if right, it's something right. like <laughs> quick and sweet, like you don't really need a program, but if there's like different segments. Yeah. I think that is... If it's also, more than 20 minutes, maybe a program is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> and also, sometimes I'm nosy and I just want to know, what's that groomsman's name? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are engaged. <laughs> what's that bridesmaid's name? Groomsman, we love you. Come on the show. <laughs> okay, but also... Um, I guess it could be good because I actually really like it when hymns are sung during a ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. that could be nice to put the lyrics of it on yes. there so people know what they're singing. Yeah. Um, okay. I've come around to programs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I also think that they're unnecessary probably 50% of the time yeah. or more. Yeah. I do think that. Um, table menus. I definitely like if it's in the budget. They're not necessary by any means. Mm -hmm. But I do think if you are taking the time to spend – whatever you want per person on this meal. And we have like these really beautiful descriptions of what the meals are in the catering yeah. guide. It is kind of impressive to put that at, even if it's just one per table yeah. to put that on the table somewhere um, where people know like, Oh, the Arcadian salad has the heritage baby greens or whatever it I is. I think it ups the fanciness of the meal too, yeah, for sure. Does. Like without having to like actually like, you know, do anything super fancy to the meal like right. taste wise it can like up the up yeah. the fanciness without you know yeah I don't know, um with any of these things though if you are not good at graphic design please use websites that will just build it for you for free like canva like that's a really helpful tool that yeah. if if you literally search on canva like menu like it's gonna come up with things that you just have to replace the words with because yeah. If you spend so much money and time and effort in doing all these, and then you have really bad word paper document. or like, or yeah, it looks like it was made on Word 2001 or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, that's not, it, it, yeah. it almost cheapens it. Versus, oh, and it's like your wedding, like you've spent so much money on it. Like you should want to get as least throw yeah. some cardstock in the printer. Like that's all I'm asking. I Just bought, so like for my printer at home. I didn't realize you could buy like weighted paper, like that's not cardstock, oh. and it's way better. Yeah, it just feels better, and it's not that much. Didn't more. we, as an office, get you cardstock for your birthday one? Probably. Year? <laughs> that was like our genius I idea. I have a problem. <laughs> um, I remember that being like our, your genius. It was like that, or like canvas paper. Or no, something. I found canvas paper. So there's this thing called canvas paper that you put in a printer and it prints on canvas. Yeah. I actually painted on it, which was cool. But like, that's really cool because you could, if you wanted to make like a floral kind of like oh, yeah. ceremony this way or whatever it is, like we just put that in a frame and it looks so much yeah. better. Exactly. Yeah. I'm getting very worked up. About I know. <laughs> well, so I did some on the ground research today okay Ooh. i was like in the i was doing my own hard-hitting stationary research today mm -hmm. um i went on zola's website and i made like a draft because 
on like those wedding websites, you can make like a bunch like personalized different drafts of like all of their different samples of mm -hmm. invites, suites, like you can make a whole suite basically. Mm -hmm. And so I did a couple and it was literally, like you said, if you have no like graphic design experience, you can literally go on yeah. Zola and kind of, they'll walk you through like everything and it was so yeah. easy and they turned out really nice so i'm excited that it's not something i have to worry about even right. like programs menus did it show you ideas of like what to put on there like yeah don't forget the dietary restrictions yep. stuff oh, yeah that's cool yep <clears throat> that's what i would be worried about somebody just uses that template and then they don't like research any further of like what everything needs to be and then yeah. they just use the template and it's like well that might not fit your wedding yes you know exactly but that's cool yeah, that yeah. They have options um okay so yes main topic today is wedding stationery um I think the wedding stationery is like one of the more important things about your wedding I I'm definitely like a nerd for it <laughs> so people could disagree that's fine but this is going to be the first taste your guests get for your wedding. Um, this is going to set the tone yep. for your wedding. And um, this is where you can incorporate your theme, start in incorporating color schemes, maybe um, showing guests how nice they might need to dress. <laughs> you know, like that could all yeah. go into that. Yeah, there's a, on the templates, the templates, templates, <laughs> the templates. <laughs> Um, on Zola, there's a thing, one of the templates is like a text box that's text box that says like attire and mm. you can type in like cocktails, formal, mm -hmm. yeah. stay tuned. It's going to be one of our wedding tip Wednesdays in the next couple weeks also Ooh. is wedding attire. So. I've been thinking I need to record a wedding tip Wednesday on Tuesday for you to post on Wednesday. Cause I, I think that would be do cool. Do you want to, okay. I want to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's less effort. I have to put it on Wednesday mornings yeah. when I wake up. 10 minutes before I'm supposed to leave and I have yeah. to be in front of the camera. Right. Um, so what is going to actually set the tone for your wedding? Like to make it formal, semi-formal, informal. Yeah. I think the fonts will help. There is a difference fonts, between, fonts. there is a difference between Comic Sans and oh. Great Vibes. There's just going to be a difference. There's, you know, um, Melinda script is a great formal um, font for people. It is really pretty. It works for almost every word. Because there are fonts that you're going to like. Oh, yeah. And it does not look good when you put, like, Gordon's name in it. Like, it's just not yep. going to look good as his name. So Capital G's in cursive, man. They just... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No offense, Gordon. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah. If you are doing... If you're creating this on, like, Publisher or something, if you're wanting to do your invitation suite from scratch or your save the dates from scratch... Um, there's websites that you can actually download fonts. I highly recommend that because yeah. I think the fonts that are default on Microsoft, uh, things, I don't know about Adobe and everything. I'm assuming it's kind of similar, but they're really overused. The good ones are anyways. Yeah. Um, I would ask everyone to not use playlist script anymore. That <laughs> has been overdone. It's outdated. You can do whatever you want people. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But Playlist script is overdone. And the word the does not look good. Any T's don't look good. So <laughs> I will say on Zola, I'm not sure about on the not. On Zola, they give you the option of a couple of different fonts, but the the font selection is not awesome. It's oh. not like, you know, there's yeah. there's about, I'd say, 20 different options. But Can you upload invites on Zola or do you have to use their templates? I think you have to use their templates. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Well, like um, on Canva though, we were talking about like, yeah. that's a great 
like they have templates upon templates yeah. and they have really unique fonts and you can actually order stuff now through yeah. them. and you've mm-hmm. ordered a, a tester and that was really nice so yeah yeah <laughs> however um sites like canva you for like if you're doing like a full invitation suite i don't really recommend it because you have to order everything separately on canva yeah so it just can get kind of complicated as far as that goes. And you can't like customize envelopes on there or anything. Yeah. They'll send you the envelopes included, but you'll have to address them yourself and things like that. Right. So in that instance, sites like Zola and Wedding Wire are kind of, and the Knot are kind of beneficial in yeah. that way because they'll do it for you. Um, after I go over like all of the aspects of like what a wedding suite is and what goes into it, I'll give recommendations on where like I've actually ordered stuff like that through. Um, there's a lot of websites out there that are going to be stuff that I'm mm-hmm. not mentioning, but you know, hey. Um, okay, so we already talked about incorporating your theme with them and everything. And also you can use like wax seals and belly bands to create more of a formal feel or even like the stamps that you use on the envelopes that will help yeah. like go towards your theme. Um, talk to your post office because they might have like more stamps available than what you see just out front. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people get ones that are like little boutonnieres and like things that like those are cute. Aww. So yeah. Um, okay. So first off you have the save the dates. That's not really a part you of your- You got your save the dates. You got your save the dates. You see, you got <laughs> your save the dates. I don't know why all of a sudden we become like, date. all of a sudden we become like Chicago- private investigators whenever we say yeah. something like you got to save the date you <laughs> so, got to like <laughs> i was like that was finish. a very niche like <laughs> yes chicago um, so it's because i just watched that john wayne gacy document <laughs> everyone that was a chicago. good one though <laughs> everyone had like a chicago accent yeah, i love those um, okay, so you got to save the dates. <laughs> um, you want to send these out around six to eight months in advance um, because then in a few months you're going to send the invites. So you want to give it enough time for people to get to save the dates, kind of, you know, think over those and then um, be excited for the invites. Um, sometimes websites are going to say send them out like four to six months out. Um, but I don't really trust the post office right now with that. A lot of people are getting their mail yeah. like a month after you send it out. It's kind of yeah. crazy. So I'd say even if you want to send your save the dates out like nine or 10 months in yeah. advance, go for it. Yeah. That's probably what I'll do. Yeah. Um, and then also the save the dates are going to set the tone for the invites. Not saying that you have to use the exact same fonts and everything, but like, I think it's way better and less confusing to be more consistent mm-hmm. with the design for the invites yeah. and the save the dates. Yeah. Um, I also like it when they can be utilized for something like a magnet or something like that, or even yes. if it's a picture of the bride and groom that it look, looks nice on the fridge. You know, I think sometimes when it's just writing, people's minds don't even like register that anymore yeah like even if they do keep it but i think if it's a magnet or like a photo of the bride and groom they're less likely to throw it in the trash like they will actually yes. put it on the fridge <laughs> yeah which i know yours is like that it's a photo yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i know magnets get expensive so um okay so what are we talking about when we talk about the invitation suite so i'm going to be trying <laughs> it's not like the honeymoon suite no um i'm going to <laughs> i'm going to try to be as concise as possible um, so first you got your invites. You got your invites. <laughs> okay, so a part of the whole entire suite, you have invitations, reception cards, response cards, detailed cards, and then, your, of course, your envelopes. So we'll go into each part of those. 
So first, the invites, you want to send those out no later than two months prior to the wedding. Your RSVP date, which, uh, you know, according to Nazareth Hall, you, you know, if you have a different venue, this might be different. We need your RSVPs two weeks before your wedding. I'm going to say that again. We need your final guest count and final meal count, final everything, two weeks before your wedding. So when you send your invites out, you want to put your RSVP date out for one month before the wedding. So that way, when people don't get back to you like they should, you have a couple extra weeks to track them down before we need the count. So ju that's just a good rule of thumb. You don't necessarily want to send invitations out five months in advance and give them four months to RSVP because they will not do that. Like it's not, it's almost worse when you give them like way more time because they're going to procrastinate and then completely forget. So I would say no sooner than three and a half months out, no later than two months out. You want to send them out. Um, and then on the invitation itself, you're going to put, of course, the nitty gritty details like your name. Don't forget that. <laughs> and your fiance's name. Important. Yes. Um, addresses, time of the ceremony, um, time of the reception or the location of the reception if it's in the same spot. Um, so for instance, you could say like, um, uh, of course, in different wording, if you want it to be fancier or less fancy, you could say at 4.30 p.m., an outdoor grotto ceremony. So that gives people a heads up that, hey, it's outdoors. It's October. Yeah. Might need to pack another jacket or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, an outdoor grotto ceremony, Lady Glen ballroom reception to follow. Or something like that, where people know, okay, right after the ceremony, it's going to be in the same address, and it's going to be in the Lady Glen Ballroom. Of course, Nazareth Hall staff will direct people after the ceremony and everything, but it just, people like to know as much detail before the wedding as possible. Yeah. And I think that some people, like, don't give their guests enough credit. Like, like they don't put a ton of details on the invites. And then we have guests actually call the office at Nazareth Hall asking, like, about hotel blocks and like where can they get a shuttle and like what to expect when they get to the hall like it's way easier just to put that on your invitations yeah. but anyways we got a call like that on wednesday actually mm -hmm. she was like i'm coming to a wedding next saturday there and i just want to know well she asked and i just want to know if their bar has alcohol on it or if it's like a dry wedding or i just want to know what to be prepared for i'm coming from canada and i was like Oh, <laughs> which I don't know when you'd ever put bar stuff on your invites, but that's really funny. I will say Maybe if your wedding is a dry wedding, it probably isn't a bad idea to put that on your RSVP or something like this is a dry, like. Yeah, so that people don't think they can bring a flask or I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like I have seen wedding invites with that on there. Hmm. Obviously didn't go to the wedding, but yeah, no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um. And again, we're just right now talking about the wedding invitation. So yes. not the RSV card, not any of that. But yes. um, this is also a good spot, again, to put like inside, outside ceremony, special information like that. Also dress code, like black tie optional, black yes. tie required. Um, yeah, so you can do that kind of stuff. Um, the reception cards, so moving from wedding invites to reception cards, those are only needed actually if your reception is in a different location from the ceremony. So this would be like including the address, time, and then style of reception, mostly to fill space, but also <laughs> yeah. um, if it's like a brunch style or uh, adults only or something like that, that's really helpful for the guests to know. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, again, you don't need the reception cards unless you have a reception off premise from your ceremony location. So um, if you do have the ceremony and reception all in one, most of those details can go on the invitation or the details card. So response cards, uh, these are where the guests are going to put their RSVP. Um, so this is different from the reception card, it is the RSVP card. Uh, this lets you know who's attending the wedding, but it also um, includes additional details like their dietary restrictions, number of kids they're bringing, those kind of details. Uh, that's also really helpful for your venue to know uh, because we want to know how many kids meals we need to make, how many vegans are coming, vegetarians, gluten-free. We'll talk through those details more. Um, no, you cannot send your RSVPs to Nazareth Hall. <laughs> do not do that. Yeah. Your return address has to be. I can't believe people would address. actually think that is a thing. Yeah. We did. We had that once. Um, so the owner's mom um, had an event here and she had put Nazareth Hall as the RSVP location. And it was a hot mess. <laughs> so I was like, why am I getting RSVP cards? <laughs> like, she didn't tell me before. <laughs> Oh, love you, Barb. Come on the show. <laughs> Barb! <laughs> um, the cutest human. This is also a good spot on your RSVP card to include the number of guests invited. And I'm not saying like their names because they can write those in, but like blank out of four, except with uh, joy, delight, I don't know, um, blank yeah. out of four, decline I think, with regret. Um... I think on Zola it says so-and-so happily attending or so-and-so sadly declining or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can make it nice. Um, but when you put the number like blank out of four or blank out of six or blank out of two, they kind of know like, oh, they I have realize, this many seats. Yes, they can. I just, I'm sorry, I just cracked my boobs uh, for no reason. Um, no, they can, that'll help them know, like, oh, okay, so my entire family isn't invited, like, it's just, right. because I have some people that I'm inviting, like, I'm just, in, like, I have cousins that I'm just inviting my cousin and his wife and not his 14 stepkids, that's a, con that's a conversation, that's a topic for a whole other podcast, anyways. What's worth it? <laughs> yeah, what's worth it? Inviting, inviting uh, your cousins and their stepkids stepkids and their baby daddies and anyways <laughs> I'm sorry about this rant but I just want to make sure that they are aware that it's just him and his wife invited and not the right. rest of the family that I don't talk to yep and if you do an inner envelope that's going to clear up confusion as well and I'll get to that in a minute but this is also another area to reiterate I actually had a bride who she was inviting 150 people and she had the Gabriel ballroom that is the max capacity in the Gabriel Ballroom. So she put blank out of four accepts, you know, and blank out of two, whatever, um, to make sure people understood that they only had that many seats. And people were crossing that off in the RSVP that and putting six, putting so seven. so rude. And so she had 160 people. Like, so like 105% of her guests came. That is Like, so that is rude. unheard of. That's crazy. But- that anyway, actually, I would call those guests and be like, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Pick two of your favorite people. Yeah, pick two. <laughs> uh, um, also on the RSVP card, this is where you are going to have like your meal options. Um, and so if you have choice entree where people are picking the exact meal they want, you are going to put those specific meal options for them to choose on there. Um, if you don't have choice entree, you have banquet plate, a buffet or a combination plate. You can call us if you're confused about those. Um, you're, you, you have to 
have to put a line that says any dietary restrictions pleased please pleased any dietary restrictions please list with a blank space so that they can fill it in and say two vegans or one vegetarian or exactly. a tomato allergy or an onion allergy that's very important information that we need to know and we cannot we we are always wanting to accommodate, but it's very difficult for our staff and our chef if somebody stops a wait staff during dinner service and says, no, wait, I'm a vegetarian or I have celiac disease. I can't eat this. Yeah. Because it's like, well, we really needed to know that ahead of time. We're not really a restaurant where we're making items to order, you know? Yeah. And also, if you're not doing choice entree, you do not need to list meals on the RSVP card or on yes. this card. That's a the main reason that's a bad idea is to list your meal if it's not a choice entree is because that invites people to be picky. Yes. When if they see bruschetta chicken on there and they're going to be like, I don't like tomato. It's they're like, going to say well, oh, I'm allergic to tomato when they're not. Yeah. Um, if they actually have an allergy, they're going to let you know whether they know yeah. the meal or not. Mm -hmm. If they don't like tomato, they'll probably say I have a tomato allergy when in reality you <laughs> can scrape the, the tomato off the chicken. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. Um, also, the bruschetta is great. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Delicious. And I have a tomato allergy. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, okay. The RSVP de deadline, I already said this, I'm going to say it again, should be one month from your wedding. Yes. So that we get the final count. Um, okay. Moving forward. Also, it's very helpful for the guests to have a secondary method to RSVP through. So even if you have an extra stamp on the return address or on the return envelope, um, you want to put on there like your wet wedding website, your email address, a text number. Oh my gosh, what am I saying? A phone number. <laughs> text number. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that way people don't have any excuse. They know where to RSVP. Yeah. Um, a pro tip actually for RSVPs is to number them. So if somebody forgets to include their name on the RSVP, which I've actually seen multiple times, um, you can go to your Excel sheet and say, well, I got back an RSVP card and I don't know who it's from. It's number five on my list though. So that means it's Debbie Schwartz, you know, whatever. He was number one. He was number one. Um, and then you also know at the end, okay, I haven't gotten 25 RSVPs back. I need to reach out to those people. So that's kind of a pro tip to number your RSVPs. Um, last but not least with the RSVP suite, we have the details card. So this is just like an extra little card. I've seen it as small as a business card or as big as like a five by seven card. Um, you're going to include things like your registry information with the exact name that they should search for in the exact stores. You can include the dress code, the wedding website again, or just on that card if you need to. Uh, detailed directions to the venue. Sometimes that helps, especially if you can see like on... Aren't there like websites that tell you when construction's gonna happen and stuff? Oh, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> you can, you know, detour information if you notice that a yeah. road that you take to Nazareth Hall is has a detour or whatever. Ohio Department of Transportation website. Probably, maybe? yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you can also include on this card 
a weekend itinerary. So this is nice for guests who are out of town. They know, oh, like people are going to the Toledo Zoo this day or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um, or like if they're invited to like a brunch the next morning after the wedding, you know, you can put that in there for select few people. Um, you can include the accommodations like your hotel block and shuttle information. That's especially important on this card. Um, again, you want to just put as much information on these things as possible for people to not have any questions. And it also helps to put the same information on your website. You can be a little bit more fun with your website, though, with like adding stories about the couple and like how you guys met and your like bridal party details. Who's in who's in that? What am I saying? <laughs> Please cut this part. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so um the most confusing part for people, I think, when they look into wedding suites and invitation suites and everything is the envelopes. Um, I yeah. have had to calligraphy many an envelope in my day, and <laughs> I even have to continue to search, wait, what is this envelope again? Like, what, what goes on this one again? Um, so this is where you're going to get most confused, but I'm going to try to explain as best as I can. Um, email me if you have any questions. Uh, okay, so first you have the outer envelope. This is what holds the entirety of the invitation suite, including the inner envelope, like everything. This is the mama of all envelopes. This is gonna say your return address and their address. And then you're gonna put a stamp, maybe even two stamps on it if you have a very heavy invitation suite. Um, by the way, with stamps, don't forget to order like quadruple the stamps you need because you'll probably use them all <laughs> with how many stamps you're gonna use. Um, if this was, if, if this envelope, if this invitation suite was the royal family, this would be Queen Elizabeth, okay? Yes. And then inside... And then inside you got Princess Diana. Yeah. Oh. Actually, one could argue that Princess Diana is the outer envelope. I would I would like that. Yes. <laughs> I would like that very much. Should Meghan Markle be the inner envelope? <laughs> I don't think she counts. Oh anymore. no, she's not an envelope. <sighs> Okay. Sad. Anyway. Okay. So really the purpose of this envelope, because it's going to feel kind of pointless to put an envelope inside an envelope. This envelope serves as the protection for your inner envelope and invitation suite. Yeah. That's really all it does. Um, the inner envelope. Prince this Charles. <laughs> this will include the remaining contents of your suite. Um, and this is also the envelope that you're going to write the specific names of the people invited. So this is also where you can get a little bit more formal or informal. You can say John Smith and family. You can say John Smith, Clara Smith, Will Smith. Um. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yep. You can say that. Or you can say Mr. and Mrs. Clara Smith and Will, Mr. Will Smith. Oh my gosh, I'm getting Pirates Caribbean. Will Tenna. <laughs> Flashbacks. If Abby Miller's listening, hey girl. Abby! We were obsessed with Pirates Caribbean. Oh my god, like, I. Gordon and I just spent an entire weekend watching those movies. Yeah. Like, I have to. Yeah. They're so. At good. least once a year. Okay. Anyways, um, but this is where. Justice for can... Johnny Depp. Anyways. <laughs> um, um, so. <laughs> we just mentioned Will Smith and Johnny Depp and what? <laughs> Should we do seconds. a Johnny Depp themed party? Like everyone has to come as a Johnny Depp character. Yes. I would come as Charlie or Willy Wonka, Aww. obviously. Did you want to come as Willy Wonka? <laughs> He's got a cool coat. Okay, then I'll come as Sweeney Todd. And uh I'll what? be Edward Scissorhands. I was gonna say <laughs> Actually I changed my mind. Because I'm just as pale as he is. <laughs> 
Um, anyways. Okay. Um, where was I? Okay, so the inner envelope. You do not need a stamp for this envelope. This yes. is a throwaway envelope. It really just shows people who's invited. Um, so this is Prince also Charles where you can... equals no stamp. Correct. Queen Elizabeth equals stamp. <laughs> so <laughs> write that down. You'll probably forget what it means later. So if you say Mr. John Smith, Mrs. Clara Smith, they know our kids are not invited. Where are you getting the name Clara? I don't know. <laughs> Clara? <laughs> there, that name exists. Yeah, but like John Smith and Anne Smith? Jane, <laughs> probably. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, after the inner envelope... That's where you put all of your stuff. Mm -hmm. You can Google ways to pack envelopes for mm -hmm. weddings. There is a specific way you need to pack this all. Don't get overwhelmed. Mama's here for you. I'm uncomfortable that I said that. Um, <laughs> last but not least, uh, you have the response envelope. So this is the, the little... Prince William. Yes, this is the little guy. Actually, I think it's Prince William's son. That's how little this envelope is going to be. because it's Lou gonna... Louis. Oh, what's the other one? William? William? Isn't it Will? Charles. Charlie. Charlotte, that's his name. <laughs> I'm just going to say a bunch of names. Okay, so anyways, this is a little envelope. It's going to hold your RSVP card. Um, this is the one that you want to stamp if you are a nice person. Just kidding. I know yeah. a lot of people who haven't stamped their RSVP card. That's kind of a, a hot topic in the wedding industry. No, I'm just kidding. But it is a controversy. <laughs> Be nice. It's a controversy whether people want to stamp it or not because people are like well most people are going to rsvp on a wedding website why would i throw away a stamp it is customary to stamp the rsvp envelope it's a controversy yes a, a controversy <laughs> yes don't talk about it controversy <laughs> okay you don't have to stamp it we won't hit you we, we won't even know so um you are going to put your return address on the front of that envelope so that they can write their return address on the back of it or wherever they want yeah but you're going to put your own address on the front of the little tiny rsvp envelope so that's the end of yeah. the suites i do want to talk about some fun extras um that you can include to make your invitations uh more unique and everything so first wax seals those are pretty easy to do actually they're not super expensive you can get wax um pieces on amazon and like tools for that monogrammed even um that are pretty cheap on etsy and amazon uh i would not recommend stamping the main envelope the outer envelope i would do the inner one because the outer one might fall off during transport um you can also stamp the wax seals this is another pro tip i'm really excited about this one you can <laughs> stamp the wax seals on like a parchment paper peel it off when it dries which won't take very long yeah and then you hot glue it to ah, the envelope so that it won't glue fall off people because other people i know will yeah. be like aggravated like oh it's not staying on my envelope just yeah. do it on parchment paper take as like do as many as you want in a row so you're not doing one per you know yeah so. there you go yeah okay um, that is a hot tip Yep. Belly bands. That is a small ribbon or strip of paper that's going to hold the whole suite together. That is not necessary whatsoever, but it is really nice. I think it looks really pretty. Um, confetti is another thing. Um, less is more people, please. Don't do confetti. I would not like to go to a wedding that includes a confetti in their invite. I guess if the wedding was not at Nazareth Hall. Sure, do as much confetti as you want. Well, you know what? That would be nice. Like, what if it was like a Harry Potter wedding and then you do like red and gold, like confetti? Like, if it's bigger confetti, I think that'd be kind of cool. I take it back. 
Okay. <laughs> Unless it's still wanna, more. I just don't want to clean it up. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Not at Nazareth Hall? Yeah. Right. And we already talked about downloading fonts and not using Word. Use Canva, Adobe Illustrator, Microsoft Publisher. There's a place called um, cardsandpockets.com. It's called cardsandpockets.com that you can go on and you can customize your envelopes. You can pick like a whole suite that is in like cute little pockets with the cards, hence cards and pockets. You got your cards you got and your you cards. got your pockets. But it is really cool. I've ordered from there before yeah. and it was just really nifty. You yeah. can like pick whatever kind of glossy or sparkly mm -hmm. paper you want. Like it was actually pretty inexpensive considering what it was like it yeah. was a really good quality um oh the best part about that was that i was able to design it on a program and then upload it to cards oh and nifty yes love that i said nifty two times i did i did oh no we both did oh <laughs> nifty 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 yep. united states all right well that's all i have my mouth is very tired <laughs> thanks for everybody for like hanging in there i if you're still listening bless you we love you come on the show if you're still listening you get a free late no just kidding yeah. <laughs> you get a free late snack. you get a free late night yeah. snack just kidding um also next week we are going to be talking with galati photography yeah um, we're gonna talk about um beyonce a lot probably and then abby and maria's times as a costume character we're gonna talk yeah. about just like a I'm photographer so career excited. in general yeah um, yeah i also think it'll be cool to talk to them about like balancing being parents to young kids and also having photography be their like full-time yeah i think that's something that like is so like i admire so much about them is that they have two young kids and mm -hmm. like this is their full-time thing and like they're able to make that work and i yeah. just love them they're such a good team too um we're going to be going to their studio actually it's like a new studio that they have in grand rapids i'm, I'm really so excited. excited to go there maybe we'll do like a video thing on mm -hmm. our instagram and yeah and then soon just to make you guys excited we have event prep coming on the show uh talking about bridal showers and engagement parties probably yeah hopefully um your perfect day and uh if you haven't heard we have a dear oh we didn't talk about that the dear abby and katie we'll talk about that next episode yeah maybe, maybe. I don't know. yeah um but yeah so we're we're doing a new thing with it's called a dear dear abby and katie and it's where you can go on um and put in an anonymous like advice column type thing mm -hmm. and we'll give you some advice um that is on our nazareth hall couples page that we posted that so go on there if you have family drama you don't really know how to resolve or people are pressuring you to do something you don't know if you want to do i don't know yeah if you don't know what starts you want to have if your <laughs> nana wants you to have a catholic ceremony but you have not stepped foot in a catholic church in 15 years up yours, write us nana. in i'll 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 tell you i'll give you the business i'll give nana the business <laughs> i might i might defend nana i don't know okay anyways. for it <laughs> uh, no i'm just kidding um, um but send yeah. us your questions write us fan letters we used to we used to ask for fan letters all the time i've been getting a lot of emails from people that are like oh i love your podcast and i'm like thank you can you like um post that you love it because yeah. i want other people to see that you love send it. us send us some love yes. <laughs> okay on that note um <laughs> it was great talking to you again <laughs> i'll talk to you I tomorrow think this one better
Yeah, nobody this, missed anything. On the first this one. was a this was a better version. I yawned less. Thanks. Um, <laughs> wow. You're welcome. Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. You guys know where to find us on the social medias. Um. Yeah. Anything else? I I don't have anything. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Well. Ta-ta for now. Bye.